speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord where you are, from the depths of your heart. Maradas, pray, pray, pray. Let there be a roar from the inside of you this evening. Mandale krado zofredeska, mendele krada zate mokomba. Rede zete mokumba, brada zate mokumba, bale krada zate mo, rede zete mbolovata, brada sa. Marada zate mokumba, mendele krada zate mokumba, mata krada zete mokumba. Medekra da kandrada satia Mandolo vrada zede mokomba Marada zate mokomba Mandala ka brada zakamba Bade kemba lekemba Glory be to God Glory be to God Glory be to God Thank you almighty God Glory be to God. Beloved, Amos Road is about Jesus. Jesus encountering his people and his people encountering the Lord. There is need for us to prepare our hearts for this encounter. And so one of the ways is to come with an unveiled face. Come ready to worship. Open the channels of your spirit to receive him today. I want us to take the song as we are led by the chosen vessel at this time and just pour your heart to God by this song. Amen. Just one passion One purpose To know you more and more When I know you I'll find me just one passion, one purpose to know you more and more. When I know you, I'll find me. Well, sing. Just one passion, just one passion, one purpose, one purpose to know you, to know you more and more. When I know you, when I know you, I'll find me. So sing, just one passion, just one passion, just one purpose.
answer to your prayer this evening. That is a story of Amos Road. Amos Road is about knowing him. Getting acquainted with his plans and his purpose for your life. It is locating him so that you locate yourself. It is locating him so that you locate yourself. Without him, there is no you. Without him, there is no you. Without him, there is no you. Oh, Marada Sate Mukumba. No. No one besides you. When I know you, no life outside you. Lift up your hands and worship him. this song, O oh God, be accepted as a prayer from us before you, O oh God. That will locate you. We will get aligned with your plans and purposes for our lives. That Lord, our heart's desire will be what you desire, O oh God. That we will seek to know what is the heartthrob of the Father and go all out to fulfill the Father's desires. Thank you, Almighty God. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. You're welcome. You may be seated. Thank you, Chosen Vessel. Please, I want you to appreciate them. Glory be to God. Help me welcome your brother, your sister beside you. So you're welcome to day three of Amos Road. You're welcome to day three of Amos Road Conference. Glory be to God. The first assignment I want to do this evening quickly is to make a prayer the Lord laid on my heart and is repeating it, reminding me again this morning, this evening. Just bow your heads where you are. Are you indebted? Are you indebted? Harassed by debt? Or debtors? Or what could be in that fashion? I want you to talk to God about it right now. I'm not going to ask you to come out because he asked me to tell you to come out. He did not say that. He just said I should speak a word of prayer. I want you to take that situation to God right now. Take it to God right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, as you have laid on my heart to pray for your people, this third day of Amos Road 2023, Lord, I speak this word of grace upon them that concerning any that is in a 
adept here today or hearing me, whether online, on-site, wherever you are, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let there be debt forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Let there be debt cancellation in the name of Jesus. Let the forces of heaven be released on your behalf and bring the financial flows so that those that need to be paid will be paid off in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, before this year ends, you will be completely debt-free, no matter the volume in the name of Jesus. The productive faculties come into play now. The powers are released right now. Get out of debt now and begin to be free financially now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Awake. That's the theme of this Amos Road Conference. It's taken from Romans chapter 13, verse 11. Tell your neighbor, it is time to awake. It is time to awake. I'm going to read that passage of scripture from three different translations of the Bible. When you get home, I want to encourage you to read it from the message translation. You will be surprised and it will interest you how the message Bible puts it. But I don't have the time to do that now. But I'll just take this verse in the King James Version, in the NIV, in the Passion Translation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 13, verse 11, King James Version. He said, and that, knowing the time, is an emphasis, and that, on top of it all, be conscious, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me read from the NIV, the same text of the Bible. He says, and do this, understanding the present time. And it goes on to define. It says, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The third reading from the Passion Translation, it says this, it says to live like this is all the more urgent. He had described the way up. He says for time is running out. And that is why you need to arise. That is why you need to awake. And you know, listen to this. He says, and you know that it is a strategic hour in human history. We are not living in ordinary times. We are living in a times where Bible prophecies are being fulfilled literally in our presence. He says this. It is time for us to wake up from, for our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. I don't want to get into the theology of salvation here, but let me just focus on the word awake. Our text emphasizes on that word, awake. It says we need to understand the time that we're in. Because if we understand the time that we're in, our attitude 
in this time will be different. It charges us with this understanding we have, let us wake up because we are living in a time that history is being written. It is a strategic hour in human history. Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit says something akin to this in Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 14 to verse 17. I would read again from two translations of the Bible, the message translation and the amplified classic because my emphasis is on that word awake. Verse 14 from the message Bible, Ephesians 5. It says, wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. So watch your steps. Use your head. Make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. Don't live carelessly. Because in this season that we are in, some people are giving to laser fair kind of life. And the Bible says we should not live carelessly. We should not live unthinkingly. We must make sure to avoid all this laissez fair attitude, we must understand what the master star wants. Understanding of the plans and purposes of God for your life at this time is extremely important. A man that does not understand God's purpose God's plans for his life at this time is asleep. And as a result of that sleep, several things will be taken away from him. And he will not be able to cover the mileage that God has allocated to him to cover. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14 to 17, in the Amplified Classic. He says, therefore, he says, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine. That is, make day dawn upon you. For as long as you are sleeping, you cannot experience the day of the Lord. The day of his salvation. The day of his right hand. The day of the manifestation of his grace, of his power. The day in which he brings all things to come together to walk on your behalf. As long as you are sleeping, refusing to take responsibility, you cannot experience any of this. He says, it will cause light to come upon you. Verse 15. He says, look carefully. Responsibility. Then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately. Not as the unwise or witless, but as wise. That is, sensible and intelligent people. Verse 16. Making the most of the time. That is buying up every opportunity. If you refuse to awake, there are many opportunities that will fly by. You won't even know that such opportunities were there. It says, because the days are evil. Verse 17. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish. Those are the characteristics of those that are sleeping in this hour. You want to know whether you are sleeping. Is your life vague? What is the plan that you see? What is the purpose of God for your life? Are you aligned? Those two disciples were just going. They felt it was another time for them to go and, and, and just maybe go and visit a friend, visit a relative, or run away from the persecution in Jerusalem. 
But the Bible says as they went, they were just talking among themselves, between themselves, and the Lord Jesus chanced in on them. Otherwise, they would have continued in their vague journey. They would have continued in their thoughtless journey. They would have continued in a foolish journey that would bear no end. Do you know that they never got to Amos? When they encountered the plan of God, which was realignment, when they encountered the plan of God, which was a congregation, a gathering unto God, when they encountered and got an understanding of the purpose for which he came, suddenly they realigned. Energy came into them and they went the opposite direction. Why? Because by that encounter, they have woken up. If they had continued in their sleep, they would have ended up in Amos, wondering what is happening. Why would this happen? Beginning to ask God questions. Meanwhile, that was not the purpose of God for them at all. Beloved of God, he says, therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren, for your life as a person, it's extremely important that you ask yourself the what question, the why question, the how question. When you ask these three questions, you will be able to adequately ask and answer the when and the where question. It's important because the Bible in these scriptures that we have read makes it clear. If you don't have an understanding of the plan of God for your life, if you lack the understanding of the purpose of God for your life, any road will lead you to where you think you are going. But you are completely out of God's terms and of God's purpose for you. There is a cry in the heart of God. Purpose is the general end of what God wants you to achieve. But you need to come into an understanding of it so that you will know the step by step. At this time, this is what I should be doing. At this time, this is what I should be doing. If even when you have the general direction and you don't understand the strategy required, you will think you still have time. I'm still young. Who told you that you are young? Who told you you have time? Some of the greatest men like we had yesterday from God's servant that achieved so much, they achieved so much when some of their colleagues were still thinking that they are still growing. Beloved of God, live intelligibly. It is time for you to awake. When we talk about awakening, somebody that lived thoughtlessly in his time, simply because of some hurt and some bitterness he had in his life, he could not fully align himself into the plans and program of God. And often the Bible is a classical case of somebody who slept when he was supposed to be awake. The story of Jonah on his way to Tarshish. You see, God called Jonah to take a message of salvation to a set of people. They lived in a town called Nineveh. Nineveh, I think, was the headquarters of the Assyrian kingdom. Assyria had wreaked so much havoc on Judah, on Israel together. And when it was time for him to take the message of repentance to them, because he wanted a message of judgment for them. Because he wanted God to destroy Assyria. Because of the wickedness of Assyria to Judah and Israel. As a result of that, he refused to go on that journey. 
He did not identify with God's purpose, God's plan for his life. He was supposed to get up, take a ship, or even go by road to Nineveh. He decided to go to Tarshish. Nineveh today is in northern part of Iraq. There's a town in Iraq called Monsoon. North of Monsoon was Nineveh. And so it's a journey that he could have easily gone through either by sea or by road. But he decided to leave where he was and run far away from the plan and purpose of God for his life so that even before he gets there, God would have judged those people. And where did he choose to go to? There is still some discussion today where Tarshish was. Tarshish, as a matter of fact, is suspected to be an island in Europe, in Spain. Can you see the distance where he chose to go? But God cannot be defeated. God's purposes are sure and it will come to pass. And so God got into action because at that time, he was the man with the word of God for the people. And God did not want the people to perish. And something happened. You can turn with me your Bible to the book of Jonah. Jonah chapter 1. I'll read from verse 4 to verse 6. Jonah 1, 4 to 6. He says, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. Remember, he decided to take the ship to Spain. And there was a mighty tempest in the sea. So that the ship was like to be broken. The mariners were afraid and cried everyone unto his God. And cast forth their wares that were in the ship. The market of people. Only God knows if they had insurance in those days. Those that boarded that ship with Jonah without insurance, their businesses were wrecked. Simply because they entered a vehicle with the wrong person. In your life, may you not walk with anybody that is running from God's purpose in Jesus' name. May you not walk with somebody that is misaligned in the name of Jesus. May you be kept far away from a man or a woman that is walking out of alignment in the name of the Lord Jesus. It caused them losses that they had no business experiencing. The Bible says, but Jonah was gone into the sides of the ship. He went down to the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. Verse 6. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God would think upon us that we perish not. When such happened, because this man was an experienced captain, he began to check for the ship. It's a normal course. For him to go around, if you board an aircraft, for example, the oasis will go around to check everywhere so that we can avoid anything that can be avoided. And at this particular instant, the man just did the final check only to discover this man here. And he asked him, what are you doing here? And hear what he said, Jonah chapter 1 verse 9. He said, I am an Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which had made the sea and the dry land. This was Jonah talking to this captain who probably just had in the hearing of the year of the God of the Hebrews. The story of Jonah is first told in 2 Kings chapter 14 verse 25 where he had been a mighty prophet. In fact, among the minor prophets in the Bible, Jonah was listed as number five. 
number five in the Bible. So he had a good track record of his prophetic encounters with God. But lo and behold, because of his desire to see that Nineveh was punished, he decided to turn his back to God's purpose. What is it in your life that is robbing you, that is preventing you from deciding within yourself that I will arise and do what God has called me to do? What is it? If you are not in the program of God for your life, deliberately, intentionally, you are sleeping. And don't think you have all the time. Don't wait until God comes after you. Because if he decides so, he will come after you. The Bible says that when the ship crew got him out, they asked him in verse 10 of that scripture, it says, then were the men exceedingly afraid when they heard who he was and said unto him, why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. He told them that he was a prophet. God sent him on an errand. He didn't want to carry out the errand. He ran away from God. But what he didn't tell them was the reason for his running away. Has somebody offended you? Has somebody taken undue advantage of you? And as a result of that, you think you can turn away from the plans and purposes of God. Remember the story of Hagar. It is true, Hagar, the young Egyptian girl, she entered into that house with joy, being glad that these were people that feared God. These were people that were different from the, the, her fellow Egyptians. But unfortunately, in that house, where they were supposed to fear God, she was taken advantage of. And when she was taken advantage of, the mistress of the house began to treat her so badly, at a point she couldn't take it anymore, she moved out of the house. She moved out of the house because of bitterness. She moved out of the house because she wanted to deal with the woman. You need a son, I have a son. Because you see, in the olden days, if a man, for example, had been married to his wife and the wife could not bear a child, the woman can go and marry a wife for that man. When that woman bears a child, for the first woman to claim that child, all she needs to do is to ensure that that child is born on her laps. The woman that is pregnant sits on her laps on the day of her delivery. And once she pushes and delivers the baby, the baby is delivered as this other woman delivering the baby. What is today called surrogacy. Are you listening to me? It's just that we have defined, we have refined it so well now. But beloved of God, at that time she saw it as an opportunity to deal with that woman. This wicked woman. This woman that I thought was a Christian, that feared God. She's wicked. She's the most this, most that, most that. The Bible says she went away. And on the way, because of the baby she was carrying, an angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, go back. Because that is where her destiny was. You might be ill-treated in the house you are living, in the place you are walking. Beloved of God, don't allow the events all around you to be the one that will give you the reason to take a decision that will make you turn your back away from God. Jonah was in that situation. God could have decided to send him with judgment to Nineveh. But God decided to send him with a message that would bring salvation to Nineveh. It was against what he believed. Because the Nineveh people were so wicked. They have done so much wickedness. They have killed so many people in Israel and Judah. And as a result of that, he believes that they were due for judgment. But God was different. Is somebody listening to me today? 
in the church you are, in the unit you are, in the department you are, is do you think that you are more intelligent than the leader? Do you think that you are better than the person that is there? You, do, do you find it very difficult to submit to leadership because of one thing or the other? Beloved of God, don't let anything or anyone make you turn your back on God's purpose. Otherwise, you will bring losses to people around you and you yourself, you enter into a lot of trouble. Let's continue with the story of Jonah. Jonah was a man that had the word of life. But because of hurt, because of bitterness, he turned his back to a whole nation. He would have wanted the entire nation to perish, but that was not God's purpose for that nation. Jonah did not mind turning his back to the God of his salvation simply because he wanted the people to be perished, to be punished. If I don't preach the word to you, nobody will come to preach the word to you. As a result of that, the judgment determined will come upon you. But God was smarter than him. In your case, God might make some moves to see if you will turn to him. But you still continue in your stubborn ways, in your sleepy ways. The moment you are turning, the definition of sleep here, awake here, is awake Come alive to God's plan. Come alive to God's purposes for your life. It is time you shake away whatever hindrance, whatever let, and say, look, I am here by divine ordination. I am going to serve God and I will fulfill God's purpose for my life. That is the essence of way awake. Awake is a season for realignment. Awake is a season for re-energization for service. Awake is a season for you to refocus on the God of your salvation. And that was where this man missed it. He joined himself to a sheep. He joined himself to a sheep. As a result of that, the sheep was taking him away from the program of God for his life. Beloved of God, when you get home, read the rest of it. What is your attitude to God's commission for your life? Or do you think that there is no purpose of God for your life? Even Daniel, when he got into the place in which this was a prince. A year ago, he was a prince. Between then and now, he was on the road to Babylon to be, as a slave. His hands were tied. His legs were tied. And yet, he was faithful to God. Daniel was one of those young people that were ministering to prophet Jeremiah. Where is it that the God of, God of the prophet that he was serving did not deliver him? Yet, he was among the princes that went. He went, but he also went to Babylon with the mind of the fact that God still has a purpose for him. In fact, because he understood that God had a purpose for him, that was why one of the reasons at thought times after he had stayed in Babylon for a while, he said, I, Daniel, came to understand by books. Why? He was opening the books regularly to read. He had no heart against God. He trusted in the providence of God. He trusted in the fact that God understands and knows and God's purpose for him will be fulfilled. He knew that the purpose is for the thoughts that I have towards you. They are thoughts of good, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. He had faith in the God that promised him. He could have decided to join the sheep of Babylon. When they brought all the goodies of Babylon to him, he refused to taste of, of the goodies of Babylon. He said, I will not defile myself. Let me tell you, there were about 10,000 of them that were taken. Some of the young men from Judah had already begun to relish and to defile themselves, to eat, to enjoy the good of Babylon. But we never heard of them today. We never read about them, except those that were alive to God's purposes for their lives. 
beloved of God, Jonah joined a ship. There are different kinds of ships in our days today. There are different kinds of ships. Some of us, we have joined the ships of friendship. You have forgotten that the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For the things that are in the world are what? Three things. Name them. The loss of what? The loss of what? And the pride of what? He says, if anybody, anyone that loves the world, the love of the Father is not, is not in him. In Galatians chapter 6, he says, look, God cannot be deceived. Whatever a man sows, he will what? He will reap. If you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh reap what? Corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you will of the spirit reap what? Life everlasting. God cannot be deceived. Who are you unequally yoked with at this time? Haven't you observed that you entered into that friendship? The sheep of friends. As you entered into that friendship, your passion for God has been dying. They have introduced you to all kinds of vices, all kinds of practices, all kinds of shortcuts. Shouldn't you reconsider? Is this ship of friends taking me to Nineveh or taking me to Tashish? If you are on your way to Tashish, get ready for all kinds of troubles. If you are on your way to Tashish, get ready for all kinds of losses. Because God does not defend what he did not commission. God will only defend and provide for what he has commissioned. What is it that is taking your attention right now? I repeat and I'll keep repeating. The purpose of Amos Road is Jesus. Jesus and his people. The realignment of his people. They were beginning to scatter. That encounter had to take place so that they would be focused. They would be reminded of what they were to focus on. You could have been scattered. You could have been Beginning to lose the vision, beloved of God. That is why God has set up this program to bring you back. What is the friendship that you are holding on to? What are you gaining from that friendship? You have entered into that friendship. Like Jonah, you are going down and down and down. The Bible says he took a sheep going to Tarshish. He carried his disobedient, stubborn, bitter heart and created problems for people that were innocent people that were all around him. Beloved of God. Those people lost. Jonah suffered. But at the end of the day, he still fulfilled God's purpose. But do you know, there are many Jonas that die on the ship to Tarshish. What kind of ship have you joined now? Some of us, we have joined the ship of relationship. 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 Corporate relationship. Friend relationship. Business relationship, church relationship. It was by relationship that Aitofel was located by uh, who? Absalom inside the church. It was, he was praying when Absalom sent messengers to him. And Absalom did not send messengers of people that didn't know him. He sent people that knew him. Aitofel himself had known Absalom. What kind of relationship are you in? What kind of relationship? I said, how is it impacting on God's plans and purpose for your life? Two weeks ago, I was sitting here during the make this service like this. And I said, in the days I was growing up as a Christian, when we see ourselves, we will provoke ourselves unto good works. Bro, 
I just read this book by Mel Tari about the Indonesian revival. Have you read it? Bro, I just did three days fasting and prayer. Dry fast. The first day I ever fasted, it was a friend that just said, I just did three. I said, where have you been all these days? He said, I just did three days fast. I said, what happened? How did you do three days fast? And he explained to me, I, I was provoked by what he told me and I went to seek God. But today, your friend will be saying, how many likes do you have on your selfie? And so people are crazy to create content. Stupid content. Content that don't glorify God. It is not strange because the Bible says in the last days men shall be lovers of themselves. When last did you tell your brother, your sister, oh my sister, do you know I was studying and I read John chapter 3, I got to verse 16, I could not leave it. And you bring out your note, these are the things I learned, these are the things I learned, these are the things I learned. Those are relationships that will cause you to enter into God's purposes. Relationships that talk about how beautiful your spirit is. Man, you are a slayer. The slayer queen. You are going to, ah! When I get to that party, eh, I'm going to slay. No wonder they are almost naked today because they want attention. Relationships like that can never take you into God's purpose. When you see such situation, know that you have entered a ship that is going to wear. You are turning your back to the program of God. Begin to provoke each other to good works. Brother, how many Christian books have you read? This is June. I have completed the Bible once. When you hear such things all around you, what will happen? You too, that you have been very epileptic with your kind time, you will take your Bible serious. One day I was talking with somebody. That was in the month of March. And she told me, I have read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation three times in this year. March! And I asked her, how do you do it? She said, I read 22 chapters every day. I was provoked to go and read. I couldn't read it in, in one month. Are you with me? I couldn't read it. But at least I moved from reading some verses a day. Are you with me? To begin to read at least five chapters every day. And I've been keeping to it up till now. Beloved of God, what is the type of friendship you have? The friendship that is, oh, I must blow. I must blow. Hey, bro, come. There is a new way. Those things that take you to where? Tashish. They are not taking you to God. They are making you to be dead to the impulses of God. They are making you to be dead to the signals of God. You are no longer interested in the things that interest God. Why? Because the love of the world has taken over your heart. Is that the kind of relationship you are in? That relationship is taking you to where? Tashes. A relationship that will not say, come bro. When last did we win souls? When last did we pray for, I remember the first time. I spent time, I prayed for nine hours. I was in a service and that was in the chapel of resurrection. Pastor E. Adiboye came for a Tuesday Bible study in the university then. And we we're all there. And he was talking. Then he just moved from what he was talking. He began to talk about some things about prayer. 
He said the other day, I was praying, and at the 36th hour of the prayer, at the 36th hour of the prayer, if you understand English, it means that he has been praying for how long? 36 hours consistently. That was the last thing I heard in that message. That night, I made up my, my mind. I went to the buttery, bought Nescafe, boiled water in the flask, and I went to the chapel grounds. I said, tonight, I'm not sleeping. And I was there. By the time I struggled and struggled and struggled, I thought I at least canceled two hours only to look at my wristwatch. I saw it was four minutes. I said, what? Is this how I'm going to do it? But I made up my mind. I am staying there. I am what? Staying there. I began to run on the field. I began to walk. At times, I would lie down. When I doze, I would get up. Shout as if I saw a demon in the dream. But I wanted to wake myself up. Do you know that after that, it became a straight course for me? Two days after, I went to Ife to visit Pastor Bode, and we were talking. And I told him, but do you know what? I just prayed for nine hours the other day. He said, what did you say? How did you do it? He said, I'll come and visit you next weekend. Uh, I'll come and visit you next weekend. By the time I come next weekend, I will have a story to tell you. When he came, he too had canceled his nine hours on his stretch. And that was how we developed the grace to pray. What is the relationship that you are in? Which ship are you carrying? Or is carrying you? A friend that is only carnal. A friend that is not seeking what God is seeking concerning you. The relationship that will not multiply godliness in your life. The relationship that will not point you to Jesus as the standard of your life. Beloved of God is a relationship that will tranquilize your life. It's a relationship that will make you dead to the things that God wants you to see. And you will miss several opportunities that God has in, in stock for you. And you begin to wonder, what is it? Where did I miss it? You missed it because you entered a wrong ship called relationship. And it took you to Tashis. But thank God you can come back from Tashis. Praise the Lord. Some of us growing up, we have entered into another kind of ship called courtship. Courtship. How many of us are in courtship here? You are seeing somebody. Today we call it dating. In my days there was no dating. No. Is that I marry you or I don't marry you? Are you following me today? Do you know the problem with the culture of dating today? It gives us, it has sown the seed of, of spicing in our lives. You date a maker today. Tomorrow you date Paul. Next tomorrow you see that Paul is very short. And then there's a long goose that comes in. Call uh, what? Help me with his name. Uh, help me with one name. Eh? John. Okay. You see John is too tall. Then when you move near to John, because he's taller than you, he's uh, armpit with uh, ma, ma, ma. Hey, wrong number. How many men have you dated in two years? How many now? What makes you think when you marry one, you will stay there? Your eyes will always be outside. See what that relationship has brought to your life. You have entered into a ship that is taking you away from the word of God. When you, since you entered into that courtship, what is the value of God that is retained in your life? What value of righteousness has been brought into your life? Do you think life is about, oh, my guy is food. My babe is a slayer. Do you think that is what life is? 
After one week, he could clear for your eye. You better build values that matter now. Some courtships are on their way to where? Tashis. Run away from that ship. Any ship that makes you dead to the purpose of God is not a ship you should move near. Because you know there is a way that seemed right unto man. The end thereof is what? Death. Disaster will come out of it. A ship going to Tashis will never get to Tashis. There will always be problems and losses on the way. You may struggle. Why is it like this? He's not the man I married. Who told you he's not the man you married? When he had all those Tashik tendencies in him. You know Tashik tendencies. There's nothing. When last did you say, let us pray together? Let us fast and pray together. You yourself, you know this guy. I can't be left alone with him here. If you cannot be left alone with him, what makes you think that when he travels to Abuja, he will be alone? Do you understand what I'm saying? Before he married you and put the ring in your hands, he has been, uh, you know what I mean? He has been touching. He has been, uh, you know what I mean now? Eh? Boy meets girl, girl shacks boy, boy says you don't love me. I was, uh, is they are all taking you to where? Tashish. Ask your neighbor, are you on your way to Tashish? Answer, answer. Do you know what took Jonah to Tashish? Do you know? It was his heart. It was his heart. How can God, the just God of heaven and earth, the God, look, go and read 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 25. Jonah was already an established prophet. Many things he has said that had come to pass. Many. He was already established. But because there was bitterness in his heart, he dishonored God and it corrupted his gifts. The state of your heart will determine which ship you will enter. How can God forgive Assyria? Nineveh of ah, that king that had been praying fall down and die. Instead of dying, he's speaking big. And God, he has done it enough now for you to punish him. You are telling me to go and preach to him so that you will not punish him. Ah, God, I won't do it. Oh. Send somebody else. Meanwhile, he was a prophet of the day. Praise the Lord. Ask somebody again, which ship you did? Where are you going? Where are you going? Whatever ship, tell him or her, whatever ship that is making you dead, insensitive to God's program, to God's plan for your life, that is bringing detraction on your way, a detour that God did not sanction, preach it, say it. He's going to touch his soul. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it proceeds the issues of life. Some of us, <laughs> we have entered into a ship called partnership. You know, business partnership. You, you know what I'm talking about. Eh? There is academic partnership. There is a friendship without benefit. Hello. You understand what I'm talking about now? Then there's friendship with benefit. Aha. What kind of partnership are you in? Please ask them. 
A partnership. Help me tell your neighbor. A partnership that does not honor God. Respect the word of God. Put the word of God where it should be. A partnership that does not remind you of the good prophecies of God on your life is going to Tarshish. Get out of that ship. No matter the benefit you are getting. Do you know that the ship to Tarshish was very comfortable? The moment he had never entered that kind of ship before, the moment he entered, he knew where to go and sleep. He knew. And he left the innocent people to suffer. Do you know how many people their families are suffering today because somebody in the family entered the wrong ship? Partnership. Partnership that does not honor God. Beloved of God. Partnership that makes you cancel your commitments to God. Partnership that makes you say, you know what? I went to church last week. Don't worry. When I come back, I'll go to church. Uh, brother, uh, my unit head, don't worry, please. I need to quickly get to Abuja. I have something to do, an ushering job to do. Le, 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 la, 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 la. And you go to usher as you are ushering. A politician comes and casts his eyes on you. And as you are, you enter into the ship. Am I talking sense? Nobody sin that sins against God. Except very wicked people plan to sin against God. They say it happened. It was a mistake. No, it's not a mistake. It was an ambush. An ambush has steps to it. Praise the Lord. Partnership is another ship. There's even a worse kind of ship. It's called fellowship. Hello? I mean, I thought I've heard of the word fellowship. Fellowship. Mm. Have you heard of that word? Ahitophel was in church praying when Absalom's messengers came to have fellowship with him. And the wickedness that was in his heart. The problem was this, that he was one of the counselors of David. The Bible says when Ahitophel gives you a counsel, you better take it because that is the mind of God for you. And so, with David, go and read Psalm 55. David said, we took sweet counsel together. David said, look, his defenses, the strongholds of David, if an enemy comes, where David should run into, it was designed by Ahitophel. This Ahitophel that knows every secret of David has turned against David. Why? Because David, in his own fellowship. Hello? David, in his own word, fellowship. The Bible says at the times king went to war, David decided to stay back and relax a bit. And when he came out of his terrace in the evening to look around and take fresh air, the Bible says he saw a young beautiful girl bathing. Even the young girl forgot that she was married. Because her heart too was after the king. Hello. It takes two to tango. She had prepared for him this guy comes out at 4 p.m. to take. I'll be ready for him. They are planned on you. Be careful of the fellowship you are entering into. They are bet on you. You say you are a Christian. Pastor, call Pastor Nee. Let us bet. Before the end of this month, I'll bring him down. And I'll show you proof. Oh, you don't know. It happens, oh. 
Better watch your tell your neighbor, watch your head. Which fellowship have you entered? Fellowship. Fellowship. For someone false, is a promise of an academic fellowship. It's a promise that if you can only join this club, become part of us in this club, your career will go high. You will run fast. And when you go, as you are going, you are hearing a voice behind you. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Then Mammon, on the other hand, will be saying, come, 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 come. You see yourself becoming the MD. You see yourself growing fast. The youngest MD of the conglomerate. The, ah, you see yourself representing that company in international forum. You see yourself calling the AGM. He begins to show you pictures like he told Jesus. He said, Jesus, come. You see all these things they have been given to me. All you need to do is to what? Bow. Enter into fellowship with me. Do you know that when the Lord Jesus was preaching about this, he said there are only two entities that desire service. God and what? Mammon. He never mentioned the devil because mammon is the devil's instrument of bringing men into fellowship. A lot of people, look, some women today have had opportunity to hear stories of women that said, look, I was sincere. I just found myself in this home. And there were many people that were fighting us. People, children were dying. I didn't want my child to be a victim. And so when I went to church, a woman in church came to tell me, don't worry, your children will not die. Just come, I will show you the way. And that's how they became the grandmasters of the coven. Which fellowship are you joining? Ask your neighbor, which fellowship? Look into his eyes. Look into our eyes. Look, 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 look. So that when tomorrow he's going to sign the fellowship document, he will see your face. Yes, so he will see your face. The Holy Spirit will bring you. He will hear your voice. Which fellowship are you joining, sister? Which fellowship? Ask, ask. Any fellowship that is that takes you away from God's program is where? On the way to Tashis. Therefore, do what? Awake. Tell your neighbor. Therefore, what? Awake. Please say it again. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Amos Road is about awake. Amos Road is about realignment. Even Peter don't share a law. At a point, he was so tired. He said, I go fishing. Because he was the leader. The moment Peter said, I go fishing, every other person said, What? I go fishing. Fellowship. Fellowship. Fellowship took the disciples away. Fellowship took the Pope of the church away. But thank God for the master. He was patient with them. He went to where they were fellowshipping. And he also made sure that they met Tashis there. They labored all night. He didn't give them any fish. He sent all the fishes away on errand. And they were laboring, laboring. The way, the journey to Tashis is a difficult journey. Beloved, if you are experiencing some difficulty, look, the funny thing is this. You will teach people that thing. They will go and succeed in it. You go and write the same exam that they are writing. You will come back with F9. Ask yourself, am I in Tashish? Ask, oh, am I on the way to Tashish? I'm awake. Praise God. There's another kind of ship. It is called sponsorship. Sponsor. 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 Sponsorship is sweet, oh. Now, woof money. 
But do you know that a lot of people have followed the, you know, like a cock, following the, picking the, what, the corn, and enters into a trap. Sponsorship. They say, don't worry, come. Come. All you need to do is to sign. When you enter, they now said, for you to still continue to enjoy this scholarship. You see, there are many in different forms. Though. There's sponsorship, there's scholarship. Eh? Are you with me? For you to continue, number one, you are, you, how can you go to church on Sunday and you are spending six hours in church, five hours in church? No, 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 no. If you cannot spend one hour in church, you cannot enjoy this sponsorship anymore. If you cannot, after one hour, after six months, they'll come and tell you, well, we are forced to change the conditions because circumstances have changed. We want you here 90% of your time. The 10% for you, for you to go and sleep and refresh, eat and come back and continue the work. At the end of the day, the love of God begins to die in your heart. Why? Because fellowship is part of what makes us to be revamped unto God. If you are not in church today, you won't hear what I'm saying now. Are you with me? And being together like this, thank God for online, thank God for all those. There is a place, service together. In church, it's supposed to be one-on-one -on -one together, face-to-face -to -face together. But beloved of God, he will make sure he will take you away from it. So that your spirit man begins to die. You that used to pray, you wake up at 4 o'clock, you will pray for 2 hours, then go and go out. Maybe you were working in the Kedja or somewhere, you go and work, then maybe at that time you were earning 100,000 per annum. Then you got this new sponsorship that gave you a job that is paying you 1.2 million every month. But the only thing is that you are living in Akute, the job is in Lekki, and you have to wake up. You must leave your house by 4. That is the time you used to leave. And you leave and go. Six o'clock, job starts. God help you that day. If you manage to get there before six. And work starts. You walk there until 11 p.m. Then you take another two hours and get to Akute. Just find something to eat and crash. Four o'clock, you are up again. The rat race that we are all running is part of what takes people to Tashish. Somebody said to me one day, Pastor, don't trouble yourself. How do they put it? Meaning that God is not that difficult. God will understand. Beloved of God. Those that say God will understand, they always end up in Tashish. They will enter that ship. What about those of us that are in a ship called apprenticeship? You are learning to become. And you are learning the good, the bad, and the ugly. You are learning a somebody that, you see, God help people that are tailors here. Oh, my father loved God. But when he came to, my father was a tailor. He loved God, eh? And that's when I saw some things. The Nepal would never give light in my area. But there was always light. Do you understand what I'm talking about? They can lie, eh? At a point, they are confused with their lies. They begin to believe their lies. Even when we saw light. Ah, Kosoma, are you not in Nigeria? There has not been light in this area for the power. Ah, they say our transformer blue. Meanwhile, transformer, they walk. Oh. 
Customer, they just brought light now. And I found out that most of my father's apprentice, eh, there was a transference of spirit. Now, I don't even give them my clothes to sew. I don't. I don't. Because they will always have stories to tell. And I don't blame them. They got it from a source. A spirit was transferred to them. Who are you learning from? Apprenticeship. Be careful who your master is. Because he's mentoring you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And if care is not taken, you're on your way to Tashish. Then there's a last card the devil used. It's an interesting ship. It is called hardship. Hardship! Trouble, trouble, trouble. God, where are you? God, don't you answer prayers. Beloved of God, the Bible says those of us that will serve Christ in this world, we will what? Suffer what? Persecution. It comes with the territory. You must be prepared. You must be prepared. Yes, when you come to the Lord, you have access to pray. He has access to give you answers. But beloved of God, what happens when God withholds the answers? What happens? You prayed for somebody. The person got what you want. But you yourself, you are not getting it. Why? Do you, do you know as a result of that, others have searched for a shortcut. They have joined hands with people that have introduced them to ships going to Tashis. Why? Because of hardship. People of God, I want to believe that nobody in this church hearing me today, either online or on site here, is in any of this ship. Jonah began to confess his sins. Even the sins that his parents committed, he began to confess it. That God, just give me another chance. Just give me another chance. Just give me another chance. He says, those that consider lying vanities, they forsake their message. I have considered lying vanities. God, forgive me. He pleaded with God until God had mercy on him. What if there was no mercy for him at that time? What if there was no mercy? What if there was no mercy? Beloved of God, God truly is merciful. But oftentimes, there's a limit to what God will tolerate. And you are hearing this word today. It's a reminder to you. I want you to bow your heads. Please, can the ministers come? We're going to sing that song again. You must learn to know God. What is the will of God for your life? What is his plan? What is his purpose? What is the state of your heart? If your heart is not good enough, it will drive you away from the purpose of God. It will drive you away from the purpose of God. Who are your companions? Who are you traveling with? Where are you going? What kind of ship are you involved in today that is making the call of God for your life to die? You might even be in church and yet be far from God. What kind of sheep are you in right now? I want you to talk to God. Some of us have repenting to do. Come before. That is the essence. The Bible says when they encountered him, they turned from their journey and came back to God. I have five minutes to go, so I want to make good use of it. Today, talk, bow your head, everybody. Talk to God. Are you in the right sheep? Are you in the right sheep? Shouldn't there be a cost change now? The first ship I want to quickly call. You are here. You know 
your relationship with God is dead if you had one before. And you want to come back to God. Or you are here, you have not even invited Jesus into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior. I will quickly want to pray with you now. Wherever you are, can you just lift up your hands? Lift up your hands. Let me quickly do that. We don't have too much time. We don't have too much time. For those of us, God bless you, my brother. Can you stand where you are? Let one of the pastors go meet him there quickly. Let go their hands up here. Quickly meet them. Meet them. Lift it up well, my sister. Lift it up well. Lift it up well, please. Talk to God. For those of us that are Christians here, you are born again, you know Jesus as your... Please lift up your hands so that they will see you. Please move quickly. We don't have that time. Move quickly. There are hands there. There's another hand there. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Talk to them. Talk to them. You are a Christian. You are born again. You know Jesus as your Lord, but there is no growth in your life. You know that you have missed the sheep. You have walked into a wrong sheep. You have paid your way into a wrong ship. And you say, God, help me. I want to come back home. I want to come back home, oh God. I want my relationship to be restored with you. I want a sweet fellowship I used to have with you to be restored. For those people in that class, I want you to stand where you are and talk to God. I don't have time to call you out. But from where I am, I'm going to pray for you. Talk to God. You want a restoration of the sweet fellowship. You want a restoration of the joy of your salvation. You want a restoration of hearing God. You want a relation of walking with God. You want a, relation, a restoration of the encounters you had with God. The dynamic encounters you had with God. You want that relationship. Talk to God where you are right now. Talk to God. Those ones standing, you don't need to go and cancel them. Just leave them between them and God. But the ones that I said should raise up their hands. Those are the ones you should talk to. If you are standing, stand well. Let us see you are there. Leave the crowd. If you are standing among the ushers, leave the crowd. Move away from that place. So that you talk to God there. Talk to God, everybody. The rest of us today, I want us to use this song today as a consecration. Reconsecrate yourself to God. Resell yourself. Bring yourself to God. And say, God, without you, there is no me. 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 Let us all stand and talk to God. Use this song. Together. No life outside you. No 
hearts are in the wrong shape today. As your word comes, let there be a conviction and let there be a returning to your purpose and your plans for our lives that will be awake unto righteousness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please, you may be seated. Thank you, choir. God bless you.